0: This Thanksgiving Day, most Americans will consume between five and 6,000 calories. Whoa. Just in the meal alone, about 4,000 calories. Whoa. But of course, it gets to that five-six 6,000 mark and maybe beyond, you know, depending on how much we graze. Throughout the day, right? We call it grazing. Yeah, going back and forth—the couch, the table, the countertop—wherever the food is, we're just going back and forth, grazing. Yeah, we're gonna eat a lot. You know, it's some of the greatest comfort food known to man. And yeah, we tend to stuff ourselves, silly. We absolutely love. The glorious sights and smells and savory tastes of the Thanksgiving meal. But, oftentimes, we don't like the way it makes us feel afterward. Amen? Mm. See, when something tastes that good, it's easy to overdo it. And I think we'd all agree that what often happens at Thanksgiving can happen in other areas of our lives. You know, beyond something tasting really good, maybe it's something else that looks really good or feels really good. And so we go after it. We indulge and afterward we realize we overdid it you know we 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 stepped across the line something we shouldn't have done just not just Thanksgiving of overdoing it this pattern happens in other areas of our lives Okay? Realizing we overdid it, we we don't like the way we feel afterward. See, the Bible talks about the power of sin and temptation in this way. At first glance, at first bite, it seems so good, so satisfying like it will truly fill us. But then, afterward, it makes us kind of feel sick you know, within our minds and our very souls. And what we thought would fill us actually did the opposite. It made us feel empty. And this is what happens with Sin and temptation. You know, sin always over promises and under delivers. Always. Let me say that again. Sin always over promises and under delivers. So we need to start just recognizing those temptations and those things around us that may seem really good at first glance. But then realize this is, this is not going to end well. You know, we need to have vision that looks beyond the here and now. And our culture is really good at the, you know, being satisfied, feeling good in the here and now. We need to get better at un- understanding what will come of what we do today. Those consequences. There's always consequences. And so the, the temptations of the, what I call the unholy trinity we have a holy trinity, and that's our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's also an unholy trinity, which the scripture calls the world, the flesh, and the devil. These three in the unholy trinity are always working to deceive, to disrupt, and to destroy. And as we live life with any length of time, we begin to figure out that things that are shiny on the outside can often be very empty or even toxic on the inside. But God, as our perfect parent, wants to lead us into what is good what will truly fill us the right way to satisfy those deep longings that we all have. It comes from God, the maker, the lover of our souls. God wants us in all we go after, to go after what is is good, what is right, so that we can actually be content and peaceful on the inside. Romans 12, verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. To not operate by the unholy trinity. To conform. And it's easy sometimes to conform. There's many others around us. Okay? There's... We'll, we'll be doing things, or saying things to say, well, well maybe, maybe I should go this way. But the Holy Trinity, our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are leading us to renew our minds. To say, learn what is truly good. And whenever we read the Bible, we renew our minds in God's truth. So if we're not in the Bible, it's going to be hard to discern between... What the unholy trinity and the holy trinity is, is doing in our life, okay? We, if we don't look at the guide of life, the Bible, then we're not going to—it's going to be difficult to understand, what, you know, which way is up or down, okay? And then we're going to end up going all around. And so when we renew our mind in the Bible, we start to get the truth of God in us so that we can be able to say no— to those things that are, again, shining on the outside, seem good, but are not good at all. And will leave us feeling, again, empty, unsatisfied, and filled with regret. And we don't want to live that way. I don't, none of us here want to live that way. So, you know, God wants us to be filled, okay? So beyond Thanksgiving, beyond food, but wants us to be filled with what is truly good. And in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 6, this is part of the the Beatitudes. Jesus says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. There it is. To be truly filled is when we hunger and thirst for (coughs) righteousness. God wants us to have a, a growing appetite for righteousness, meaning to live more and more by the rightness of God's way. And then we will be on our, the way to becoming more grateful. When we live by the rightness of God's word and God's way, we'll start to be on the way to becoming more grateful. I mean, isn't it true that every Thanksgiving we are encouraged to be grateful, right? That's just part of the season. We want to be grateful. It's not always easy, but deep down, I think all of us want to have a grateful life, a life that is great and full. I think all of us want a life that's great and full. You can nod up and down, yes. I think you're like, yeah, yeah, I want a life that's great and full. I want a grateful life. There was a, a study done at Harvard. that basically looked at, well, well how, do you get, how do you have a great and full life? This is one of the longest studies ever done. Over a 75-year period, Harvard tracked over 700 men throughout their lives. And they tracked a mix of men from Harvard, okay, the elite, the top, and they also tracked the underprivileged, poor men of Boston. So up here and down here, tracked all these men. And you're thinking, what about the women? We're not tracking the ladies? I know what you're thinking, but I guess I heard along the way in the study, they also connected with their wives, and so some women ended up being involved. That was good. But they want to look at these men over the course of life, what would kind of bring a great and a full life. And they learned... They learned that a great and full life did not come from fame, possessions, and wealth. The great and full life was attained by having loving relationships. Wherever these men were, the the top or the bottom of society, they learned the feeling of contentment, a life that is good, a life that is great, a life that is full, came from having loving relationships in your life. Not being alone, but being connected. Meaning not being rich with money, but being rich with relationships. Rich with relationships. I want to say the Bible has been telling us this well before Harvard did. Actually, thousands of years before. Jesus told us in the greatest commandments that the core of life is having a loving relationship with God and loving relationships with others. So as you figured out by now, I'm doing a word play on grateful this morning to remember what it's all about. How do you become a grateful person? It's when you have great relationships with God and others. A great relationship with God, first and foremost, and then great relationships with others, everyone who is around you, leads to a full life. So this thanksgiving and beyond, invest in your relationship with God and in your relationships with others. It's when you have a right relationship. Back to when we seek and we hunger for righteousness. That's part of it. Saying I want to have a right relationship with God. A healthy, connected relationship with God. That's part of being in righteousness. You know, a right connection with God and a, and a right connection with everyone around us. Even if someone might be against us in our family or our workplace, that we're not against them. We're not against them. We're still going to seek their good. We're not going to return evil for evil, but return evil with good. Because that comes from God. God is good. We want to give a blessing. When we think of the cross, the symbol of the cross points to what life is all about. The vertical line points to our life with God. The horizontal line Points to our life with others. That's that great intersection. Life with God. Life with others. Gotta have it. And so remember grateful this way. Great relationships. Full life. Great relationships. Full life. This is how you become. A grateful person. Let's pray. Lord, help us all to be grateful people. Not only in this, this season of Thanksgiving, but just more and more, just deeper and wider, being grateful people truly appreciating all you've done for us and are doing for us and will yet do for us because it's through our relationship with you. Lord, help us to have a, a great relationship with you and great relationships with everyone around us leading to a full life. Lord, then we will be truly filled truly filled the right way. It's in your name, Jesus. Amen.